The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Saturday, September 4th, I believe. And this is a bonus mailbag show, and it features the return of a law, the, the, the prodigal son, Ryan Wilson's prodigal son, Andy Dalton's number one fan, the, the hippie who le- moved to Boulder, got fired from this podcast for ranking Doug Peterson too low in the coaches <laughs> list, the one the only Sean Wagner McGuff joining us for a little check-in. What's up, Sean? If I did, in fact, get fired, I would like my severance check, first of all. Hey, you know, um, you're an at-will employee. You got fired. You got nothing. <laughs> and like How you guys it. doing? What's up? Uh, Ryan Wilson and, and John Breach also here, of course. Sean, have Eagles fans apologized to you about your uh, ranking of Doug Peterson yet? No. Well, ironically, it turns out I ranked him too high on the list. Mm. Um, so I don't even think I can get credit from anyone. Coming out swinging. Devo didn't apologize to you when he brought you on the show? I think bringing me on the show is his apology. I have no beef with Debo. My my beef is with you guys. Do you think Doug Peterson would be out of a job six months after you? (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Like Doug Peterson, I was I stepped away. I was not hired. Maybe he could be Uh, Doug Peterson's lawyer. Before we we move on to matters of two things, I want to point out: Breach has a mason jar full of pee that he's drinking. Uh, which you can see on youtube.com slash pick six if you want to see it grow. That's a and two, you weren't actually fired for the Doug Peterson thing. That's we we should point out that's not true. You were you, fired because you ranked Aaron Rodgers outside the top 10 quarterbacks. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Uh well, no. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was a very hopeful ranking at the time as a Bears fan, and that <laughs> came back to bite me in the butt a bit. So that was that was yeah. Uh, it, although I will give you credit, you got out before it became a mass well, cold take. I, ironically, like I will still get people every once in a while like tagging me, like randomly or like retweeting the tweet or the story, and I have to. Well, I don't respond, but that's the nice thing about being out of it is I don't care anymore. I need the Jake Cutler meme. Yeah, I thought you were bad on Twitter when you actually worked oh, covering the NFL. You're much worse on Twitter now. That is true. I barely um, tweet anymore. I muted all, Sean three years ago, so I wouldn't know. It's all emo music tweets. That's all Sean's about now on Twitter. All right, so let's get a uh, check-in on your life. It looks like it's a beautiful Colorado day there. What kind of hat are you wearing? Seahawks. I mean, the uh, the Mariners, right? Mariners hat? Well, your vision is really going, Ryan. Oh, you, you, your internet kind of crapped out for a second there. What, what kind of hat is it? It looks, it looks like a hippie dolphin hat. Uh, or Costa del Mar? What is oh, it? You know the uh, – well, they partnered with a research company. This is so boring. I don't know why you're asking me this. It's like the people who do the shark tracking. Like they tag great white sharks. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, so you're doing environmental law, and you're out there. Last we talked to you, you had a roommate that you were living with? Who are you living with now? Uh, you really need to like find any way to insert my love life into the podcast. <laughs> People want to know what's happening to your well, life. You you found a girlfriend while you were on the podcast, so maybe people just want to update. Well, is it the same girlfriend? <laughs> it is the same girlfriend. Okay, who was, so, who was staying with me during uh, quarantine? Correct. Sean. You never in the middle of a pandemic. You know, not everything well, we, came out of this pandemic was bad. Sean, you stumbled. You humble humble Jim bragged your way into love. That's right. Sean, we're old dudes. We just want to know where the wedding is so we can come and have a few drinks on your dime. You guys think you're being invited celebrate. to the wedding? No, I don't care about I just want to invite to the bachelor party. <laughs> I'm crashing it with a 16 month old baby and she's going to cry the whole time. The breach, you're not getting any plus ones. <laughs> oh! Uh, you can bring Brinson as your plus one since Brinson won't be getting an invite. Sean, so. do your parents know that you're living in sin? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> And they're okay with that? Yes. Okay. They're just they're just proud he's dating somebody. Oh my god. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? You're my internet dad. Are you proud of me? 
Yeah, I'm okay with that. I actually live with my uh, the girlfriend who dumped me out of college. I live with her. My parents were not happy about that. Then I live with my current wife. Um, my current wife. My current. <laughs> that's a good one. I live with my, my wife, my next girlfriend after that. It also lived in sin. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's fine. As long as you're doing, as long as you're not, you know, out there robbing people and, or murdering people like Breach, I think it's fine who you live with if you like. It's a pretty drastic move from living with a woman to murdering people. It's a pretty big. Well, that's why Breach can't keep a roommate. He he killed them all. True. That's the. We concern. haven't seen Breach's family in a while. Like, <laughs> do our families Sorry. regularly come on? Is there a family episode of the podcast each week that I don't know about? Where you guys? Uh, have your my son on? came on the podcast like two days ago. Oh well, if you were friends with me on Facebook, for instance, you would see the baby pictures all the time. I don't. I don't log on to Facebook. Sean posts about his grades too much. I, I literally you. don't think I posted on Facebook in like two years. Uh, all right. So, how are you doing in school? I think people want to know. I'm I'm doing well, Brinson. Thanks for asking. Love it. If Are you're you... going to goad me into doing a brag so you can call me out brag. for it, I'm not going to do that. I'm not calling hey. you out for it. We're asking how you're doing it. We're proud of you, man. Did uh, you do not... well in undergrad? Uh, not particularly. Okay, I did, so you, I did fine. I did actually... well until I decided I wanted to be a journalist because I was like <laughs> writing about sports is my life's calling and. Exactly. No one's going to care about my undergrad grades, so I stopped caring about that. So you, uh, you know, you matured. You realized that if, uh, you know, you're going back to school and your dad's paying for it, you might as well pay attention and, and try to do well. I like that. Yeah, well, what? you see, in law school, they, like, they call on you. So if you're not prepared, you get embarrassed. It's like getting dunked on without the music. How soon into one of your co-students' answers do you realize that they are clearly not prepared to answer the class? Like, how often does that happen? It doesn't happen as often as you would think. They're, is like, it, is it cringeworthy in person to have to endure? Or you, or you secretly like ha, 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 another one that'll fall behind me? Or does it depend on the professor like being like hardcore or, or a, a softy? Uh, most of the professors that I've had here are pretty soft. Like they don't. You're not Older. getting embarrassed if you don't know. Clip the answer and to save, Debo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. you're doing well. There, it's good. not like Brinson is teaching the class. It's like if you were oh. teaching the class. Like if Brinson were teaching the class, he would never show up, and he would be wholly unprepared. So <laughs> I'd fly in late and call people for like outrageous questions they couldn't answer, well, and then lash on them for not answering. And them. also, my first year was like entirely remote, which was a lot. Oh, which, like, I feel like I was actually better prepared for, than most people because. I had worked for five years remote. Oh, that, now we're back in person, though. Okay. And you were tweeting about this. You were worried that, about the back in person stuff. Is that true? Or uh, is it that you do better remote and you want to be able to just pile in your I'm house? I'm not going to lie. I do enjoy the extra sleep of working remotely. Were you is- hoping that your verified Twitter account somehow still verified? That We should actually alert Twitter to that. that they, they need to un- <laughs> at unverified. Alan Page, Vikings Hall of Famer, can't even get verified. And Sean's here. Just I actually was 100% sure I was going to lose it because I switched my – because to get verified, I had to switch my email on Twitter to the CBS email. Oh. And obviously when I quit, I changed it to my Gmail because I don't have access to that email anymore. I think they don't care about email. I think they if you change your, your Twitter username. That's yeah, if they... you change your handle – that's how you lose it. So don't so change it to Lawman Sean. <laughs> do you call well, yourself Lawman Sean? Then you'll be from Twitter if you do that. Wait, do you, that's what my friends Lawman call me Sean? here. Wait, what? No, I'm kidding. I don't have friends here. Lawman Sean. He's he's upset that he let slip the Lawman Sean part because he knows we're going to run that to the ground. Uh, have you found bowl? Like, are you going to be? Are you going to live in Colorado when you're done? Depends on jobs. I'm open to it, but I'm also you're open you're to it. a job in the in the law in the field of law after this. <laughs> no, I'm gonna come back to the podcast. Just this, so this I can, just so I can talk about the next CBA negotiation. What if you end up getting a job in sports law and then you get hired by CBS to be like the sports law pundit? And then I'm you're gonna... back on this podcast in three years. Would that be hilarious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make it less than I think that might be a waste of three years of my life here, but <laughs> yeah, your dad would certainly agree with that. <laughs> All right, what's the first question? That's enough chit chat. Uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, well, we gotta ask Sean about the Bears. So Andy Dalton, when you let had Andy, we brought you back on when Andy Dalton signed with the Bears. I was on your like free agency Palooza show, whatever. It was the no, no, you were on for the emergency Andy Dalton. Was there an emergency Andy Dalton podcast? I asked for it. I demanded it. Yes, I was on for that. And I was not pleased at the time. My enthusiasm level. For the Bears has increased since then, not for this year, but for the long term, uh, okay. because of Justin Fields, obviously. Is that the only reason? 
Is there anything there else a, to be excited about? Well, does it concern you that Matt Nagy and uh, and Ryan, uh, Pace. Ryan Pace are the ones who will be like, if Justin Fields is good and the Bears win games this year, they will probably get extensions. I don't know if I have an opinion about Matt Nagy yet. And okay. I know it's been, That's what, fair. three years? Yeah. Um, but Playoffs I think, twice? I mean, at the one hand, you can say, well, he we went to the playoffs without a quarterback. Uh, but at the other hand, I think you can probably say his play calling didn't really help um, Trubisky and Foles. Also completely failed to develop Mitchell Trubisky. Well, I mean, that's a large ask if we're being honest. It's, it's, I, I just think it's, it's always hard to separate the player from development and to know who's he more took responsible. The, he took the, for he it. Took the, I mean, he took the job when Trubisky. Like, I think he's a good, like, I hate this phrase, like CEO type of coach. Like, I think in the, each of the last two years, there have been times when, if say Mark Trussman, and I know that's a low bar to compare to, but like that locker room could have been completely lost and they've managed to stay competitive throughout all of that. I don't know if he's a good play caller or like offensive designer, which is what the Bears thought they were getting when they hired him from the Chiefs. But I think he's a good like. I don't want to use this comparison because he's not as good as Mike Tomlin, but like just a good CEO type of figure. Um, but I think it's largely dependent on getting a good offensive coordinator and having Fields work out. But like I think the biggest concern with Fields is probably not the coaching, but the offensive line and not wanting him to get killed in year one. I don't disagree with the offensive line. I mean, So they... are you okay with the fact that Andy Dalton will be starting in week one? Yeah. I would prefer for Fields to start. I'm not Against the Rams? But in Los Angeles? In prime time? I mean, yes. I mean, I would want Fields to start. I mean, you can't What's just you can't, you can't draft you the guy and be like, oh, we're afraid of Aaron Donald, so therefore he can't play this week. Like, you're going to face good pass rushers every single week and well i don't think it's a matter of being afraid of aaron donald it's if matt Nagy thinks justin fields is only like 85 percent comfortable with the playbook you don't want 85 yeah, going against aaron donald that's that's you know like i i just think matt Nagy is not doesn't think justin Na or doesn't think justin fields is 100 percent there like ready to play i think he's at like 90 95 and so he'll play i mean my point of view of wanting him to play is entirely selfish as a fan of wanting to be excited for that week one game and you cannot get me excited to watch Andy Dalton against that Rams team. I, um, I disagree. I disagree. I think with that Bears offensive line, I'm excited to see if Andy Dalton <laughs> lives. Like if he makes it through the game alive. That's is that a Sunday night or a Monday night game? Sunday night. Would we I have agree. to have an emergency podcast if Andy Dalton died the second quarter? <laughs> I thought you said he beats the Rams. I was going to say if he beats the Rams. What? If he beats the Rams, Are you you sure? Sure? Will, will you buy you an Andy Bengals. Dalton jersey? Will you buy an no. Andy Dalton Bears jersey if he Breach, beats the Rams? You I'll buy for half of it. I'll pay for you half could of buy it. the entire Andy Dalton jersey, and I wouldn't wear it. What? There's, but the last one was right next to a Goodwill, though, so I would drop it off on my way. Breach, so, don't you still owe uh, Sean for a, a Jay yes. Cutler bet? Well, yeah, I need to. I need to get on a date with Jay Cutler because that's what he's doing out in Nashville right now. Well, he's got a podcast. That's the only way to contact him, Brenton. He's only going on dates. Breach, you're married. That's inappropriate. That so, inappropriate. so listen. The, the but I line, do. Owe, I do owe Sean a Jay okay, Cutler autograph. We got it. We got it. So okay. the line is uh, for right. Week One, September twelfth, eight twenty p.m. start. Bears getting seven and a half in L.A. I I love the the Rams in that game. I like uh, the Bears to cover. I like the idea of teasing the Buccaneers or the 49ers with the uh, Rams and getting it down like one and a half. First of all, I mean, I don't know how close we shot. Yeah, I like that football. too. But like the the Bears secondary is a huge issue as well. Yeah. So Matthew Stafford comes out spinning it, as they say. And that all defense. Yeah. But we don't know. You know, Matthew Stafford didn't play in the preseason. The last two years that Sean McVay has sat all his starters in the preseason, the Rams were favored in week one, and they won both games by just three points. How many times in those week one games did they face Andy Dalton in primetime? Uh, I mean, would you I was hesitating about the seven and a half, and then I realized it's prime time in Andy Dalton. So. <laughs> He's going to throw four interceptions for each. Here's the real question. Well, does wait, Fields, I was going to this yeah. field play in that game. I bet there are some pack. I bet they bring him for some packages or something. Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't feel unless, unless they don't get four picks in the first half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you bring, then you bring him in. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't even want to do that though, because I think if you're going to start him or play him, like you give him the full week, and it doesn't help to throw him to the wolves. I think you just use that as, oh. "Hey, everyone, this is why Andy Dalton's not starting next week against the Bengals. He sucks." <laughs> also, if you bring Fields in in the second half of it the, and they're down twenty-eight nothing, 
he's probably going to put up some decent stats and, and, and some points. Like, you know, it'd be like 28 or 35, 21. And people be like, Oh, if we'd started fields, we might've won the game. It was amazing. The, the downside of that is like the, Rams defense and we teeing off on fields because another's going to throw the ball. So that's true, something else. True. My prediction yeah. is that the Bears get slaughtered, and unfortunately for Breach, Fields plays Week Two against the Bengals. That would be hilarious. Yeah, Breach, would you rather face Andy Dalton or Justin Fields in Week Two if you're the Bengals? Justin Fields. You're set up. I you know, know. If, with Andy Dalton, you're playing if a bad. Andy quarterback. Dalton's playing Week One. Uh, yeah, I want Justin Fields' first game ever. I would rather see, much rather see him. Andy Dalton, one o'clock revenge this game. Is exact, with the Bengals, Bengals stunk kind of back in like 24. I think not. Johnny Manziel's first game ever was against the Bengals, and everybody was pounding the Browns because they thought Johnny was going to. Brinson's making that face like everyone didn't think that the Browns' point spread moved like two or three points. And I'm laughing at this comparison. You're like, Johnny Manziel. No, no. I'm just saying that when a rookie quarterback is making a first start, people, if people love the quarterback like they do with Justin Fields, they're automatically, uh, as as somebody who wants would want the Bengals to win that game, I would prefer to see Justin Fields making it for his first start. Well, here's the rather who, than who Reno eats rookie quarterbacks for breakfast, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. Breach, ahead, you ahead, know sorry. Andy Dalton sucks. Yes. Maybe Justin Fields sucks. Say it out loud. Say it out loud, Breach. I'll tell you what. If you say Andy Dalton sucks right now, uh, we will waive the Jay Cutler bet. And Sean, Sean, I assume Sean will agree to that. Oh, he acted like he froze. Look at that. He acted like he froze. (laughs) (laughs) You won't waive the Jay Cutler bet if if Breach says Andy Dalton sucks right now? He's frozen. He can't hear us. (laughs) Wait, is he actually frozen? No, he's just That that was really impressive. Sean. That's some serial killer stuff right there. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, the that's, that's a YouTube the... must watch. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. was I actually frozen? When you when you hear someone jiggle the door in the house he's broken into, he does the old breach freeze, oh <laughs> and they walk right by. <laughs> um, all right, any more uh, life updates, Sean? Or what? I can't. Um, we were diving into the first question of the mailbag. Well, we no, were the mailbag question. First question. No, I know, but I should have phrased it as like a. Do, will the Bears suck? Uh, JC Bear. from Chicago. Uh, JC How about this, John? Who wins more games, the Bears or the uh, Bengals? And Breach has them. Little, uh, I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain. Be- Breach has them both going seven and ten this year. I don't know. I haven't read Breach's travel miles article. I haven't read Breach's strength of schedule article. The Bengals have the fewest travel miles. <laughs> there it is. Um, the Bengals also have the fewest wins, like over the last. Three. Yeah, before we recorded this, Breach bragged that the Bengals won four games last year without their quarterback. So, um, I'm going to go with the Bears. Yeah, I, I think, would, they're, uh, I think I, they're both going to be in like the five to eight range. But out of one to ten, like, what's your confidence on? How much would you bet? What would you bet on that? I think friendly the odds bet, are friendly bet. Brentson, what are the odds? Like minus one twenty. Bears? I would Bears minus one forty-five. Yeah, yeah I, I just want to bet that. Really? So I'm not that confident. Holy crap! Well, Burrow breaks out. Oh please! Thank he's you. On, he's, he walks with a cane. How's he going to break out? <laughs> Does he still hurt? He played three snaps all preseason because he admitted that mentally he's not sure if he's all there yet. Oh, so well, okay, let's put this the, the Bengals are the Bengals are twelve to one to have the worst regular season record in the NFL. Uh, the, the Texans plus 250. The Lions, this is at Caesars, of course. So the Lions plus 350, the Jets plus 750, and then Bengals at 12 to 1. So the fourth fourth biggest favorite to have the worst Wait, record. The, the Texans don't have the best odds to finish. No, they're plus 250. Okay. Yeah. So like two and a half to one. And then the Bears are 25 to 1 to have the worst record in football. Yeah. There you go. The Bears aren't going to have the worst record in football. I'm just saying that, like, that's a good comparison of. Yeah. It's not as close as you're making it out to be. I think it's the point. Yeah. It was two to one. Well, uh, according to oh. our people at Caesars, the Bears have an over/under of seven and a half, and the Bengals have an over/under of six and a half. So it's actually pretty close. What, what's the juice on those? Uh, the Bears <laughs> over seven and a half is plus one hundred and five, and the Bengals the Bengals over is plus five hundred. <laughs> it's plus five million. Yeah. Hey, Brenton, let me ask you this: So, if the Bengals played seventeen home games. And they're over under still six and a half. What are you taking? The Bengals over is negative one oh five. Yeah, okay. So fairly close. I think the Bengals have an easier schedule, right? So seventeen home games, all at Paul Brown Stadium. The over under still six and a half. 
I I am actually on the Bengals over this year. I think that they win seven games. There's okay, no well then way that means team. it's a lock for the Bears to finish above them. What? Yes. Brinson's on the Bengals bandwagon. No, Are you on the Bears think... over or under? Yeah, uh, over under seven and a half. I'm going the Bears under. Over. I mean, eight and nine isn't like a great season. I don't know. I think this offensive line's an issue. I think Andy Dalton, who I put all I pushed all my cards, uh, all my chips to the middle of the table last year with him and the Cowboys to win nine games, <laughs> and that. Few things, fewer things have blown up in my face like Wait, that. Right, right. Don't forget about the center who knew the lingo. He knew the offense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every the the who finishes with the best record might hinge on week two when they play. I forgot about that, Sean. I was just giving you a courtesy laugh, and then I figured out what you said. Yeah, that's right. The lingo. You dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he not even win the starting center job, too? <laughs> I don't even. It doesn't matter. It's just like a uh, who says that. Was that breach for me? That was, that was breach. His whole offseason was the center of the that, offense. I love that Brinson wasn't sure. <laughs> so the, well, he does love Bengals, his outlandish offensive lineman prediction. I'm pretty sure Andy Dalton through. had the best record of any starting quarterback in the NFC East last year. Just saying. <laughs> Great. <laughs> He's now in the NFC North because he was so good. What what is the Bengals record after they play the Vikings at home, the Bears on the road, the Steelers on the road, and the Jaguars at home? One win. That's, yeah, that feels like one win. They could be Two. the Steelers, as we all know, if they bring back Ryan Finley, but one win feels about right. Breach, what do you think? Two. I think two and two. There we go. That's who, are they, who are they beating? The Jags uh, and the Bears. Jacksonville and one, one of the Vikings, Bears, or Steelers. I mean, Wilson's not going to sit here and promise another tattoo if the Bengals beat the Steelers, so he knows it's possible. They're playing a that. rookie quarterback or Andy Dalton in week two, certainly winnable. And Kirk Cousins might not be on the field because he could be out because of COVID protocols by week one. All right. Okay. We'll give Breach two and two there as a, a very uh, aggressive better. favor. The next five <laughs> games are Green Bay at home, at Detroit, at Baltimore, at the Jets, and home versus the Browns. What is their record? Two of those. Yep. So four and four and five. Four and five. Very optimistic that four and five. Generous. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're they're three and a half wins right now. If we're being honest, but four and five, okay. So everything breaks right. The Bengals are four and five going into their week ten bye. Coming out there, uh, the next four games are at Vegas, versus the Steelers at home, versus the Chargers at home, versus the 49ers at home. Zero. Sure. Uh, I think they beat the Chargers what? in Cincinnati. Yeah, your West Coast team flying. To the East Coast miles. for, for a 10 a.m. kickoff. I think, we can give one of the, I think we can give them one of those because it's three straight home games. The, maybe the Ravens, the Raiders game is on the road. Yes, Raiders game is on the road. I think I, they, they, they can beat Raiders, Raiders on the road or beat one of the Chargers or Steelers at home. Okay, I mean again, that's optimistic. Go ahead, we'll give it to them. Sure. So we're uh, we are through 14 weeks of the season, 13 games, and we are five and eight. Correct. You got to win two more games. I don't want to say season. we. I don't want no, to no, we, that's this. where we are, and that is a highly uh, optimistic approach to the Bengals season. Their final four games, oh, at Denver versus the Ravens versus the Chiefs at Cleveland. I'm not giving them one. I, I definitely give them one, maybe two. I think they, I think they can beat the Browns. You don't they think they can beat they played two? They played the Browns twice last year and should have won both those games. Baker Mayfield threw an improbable touchdown pass with like 12 seconds left to win one of them. <laughs> I love when Breach's evidence of the Bengals could beat a team is that they lost to them last year. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying that, it's like, the time he oh, a fan oh, who does not follow oh, the Bengals. He missed. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle, <laughs> and there was complete elation. Forget law school. I think Sean went to comedy college. He's been two, talking two, all over So if we give them one, that is six and 11. And if you That's give them right. two, it's seven and ten. Boom. Why don't they go four and zero over that stretch? And that way they can make the playoffs. Why don't you just do that? <laughs> well, maybe the Chiefs will be resting all their starters. I made <laughs> <laughs> in weeks in week seventeen instead of week eight. Let me change my mind and go back to the under on the Bengals. I don't. I don't feel like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why I would. I would take the Chiefs without Mahomes against the Bengals. Yeah, they beat the Browns in the playoffs yeah. without Mahomes. <laughs> A Browns team, by the way, that could have lost to the Bengals had the Bengals scored twice. <laughs> twice. Twice. We could have beaten the Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens twice last year if we'd scored more points in them. Just you guys laugh. I'm saving this podcast for when they finish seven and ten. 
And then on air, we're going to listen to us go through the schedule, and you're going to feel like fools. <laughs> Looking for Bears' it. schedule is kind of the opposite. They I mean they start they're at L.A., Loss. Cincinnati, loss. Stop it. I mean, there's their first four games. We're going through in quadrants at L.A., Cincinnati, at Cleveland, home against Detroit. Yes, two and two. You right got it. You have to go two and two no matter what. Yes. Next uh, five games going into their week ten by at Vegas versus Green Bay at Tampa Bay versus San Francisco and at Pittsburgh. One. Yes. All right. So we uh, got, we, all, we all agree. Three and six for the Bears going into their. I had, I had the Bears, Bears under by the way. Tampa Bay last year. Just putting that out there. If they score more points, absolutely. All right, go ahead. Oh, they did beat them last year. That's true. Yeah. Oh, you're bringing up last year. That's they funny. actually won. Well, it's a win as uh, evidence what? that they could beat the team again. <laughs> All right, coming out of the bye week 11, Baltimore oh, wait, wait, home. Hold on, hey, Brits, by the way, Breach would be a terrible lawyer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can we Just, rank the people here who you can't honor, choose when to use last year's Your honor, my client nearly didn't murder that man. <laughs> he almost didn't kill him. Had he not jammed that knife in his face, he would not have killed him. I submit to you, Your Honor. What are you doing? Oh, gosh. All right. What's, what's the next? Mr. Breach, you're holding a cat. Please get out of the courtroom. <laughs> Meow. Right. So we're three and six going into the bye, coming out. Baltimore at home, at Detroit, Arizona at home, at Green Bay. I'll give him two. I'll give oh. him two. Okay. What are the two you guys are? Arizona at home. And Detroit. Are we down on Arizona? I'm not I crazy just... about Cliff Kingsbury. And it's an indoor team playing in December in Chicago. It's going to be cold. I could see them pulling off that upset. Right. I mean, I'll take two. two. Two is generous, but we were generous with Breach, too. So we are now five and uh, five and eight going to the final stretch. Minnesota at home. At Seattle, New York at home, at Minnesota. New York Jets? Oh, excuse me, uh, the Giants. I'm I'm them I don't know why it matters. If we're being yeah. generous, I think it could be three. Who are the three? Giants? Um, but but, but if you're giving them three, you only gave them one the last time. And if me and Ryan are giving yeah. two and right, two, that's, no, that's fine, we're at four. I think, split, I think split with the Vikings. Although they, they have dominated the Vikings. I think split with the Vikings is probably fair. Yeah. Split with the Vikings, beat the Giants. Hey, wait, what, like. What are you talking about? Breach a second ago is like Kirk Cousins is going to have COVID. He's not going to be able to play. I can't. I can't use that argument here. Oh! Wait, this is the end of the season. By now, Mike Zimmer has traded Kirk Cousins uh, <laughs> to any other team that will take him and brought in Cam Newton. That's where we are with the Vikings at this point, Sean. Cam Newton also unbacked. Yeah. <laughs> oh! 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 That's, that's the joke. By the, by the way, the Breach is like. Reese is like Greg Paulus right now, just catching tea bags left and right with dumb. The judge is like, I was going to give your client 10 years, but because you won't stop talking, I'm giving consecutive life sentences. <laughs> Mr. Breach, this your client is here for a traffic citation. <laughs> he will be executed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Mr. Breach, there's no jury here. Uh, all right, so Yikes. let's get two there. So we're at. So, all right, so our wins over Wilson projection here has the. Bears going seven and ten, and the Bengals going six and eleven. Right all under. over Vegas, by the way. One game difference, but both under. Right, that is true. Both under. It, I, might, like, I might like this Bears under a lot. It, it, it's funny though because like no one should care about a Bears Bengals Week Two game, but that actually game could probably decide who actually finishes with more wins. No, for sure. Um, all right, Sean, we got to take a break. Do you get to stick around? Or are you going to go? No, I got to get a haircut. I mean, All right, good luck. I'm, I'm going to a wedding this weekend. So. That is a classic excuse when someone doesn't want to hang out with Brenton. Let me tell you that. Is he going to his wedding? Well, Brenton wedding? understands of all people. Wait, no, I'm not getting implants, so he does not understand. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, we missed! Oh, no. All right, my only request before you go on break, can I come on this podcast when the Bears beat the Bengals in oh, week course. two? Sunday only night? if you also agree to come on. When the Bengals beat the Bears, I'm gonna. I have lots of reading to do. Breach. I'm gonna be busy. That no, no. Day. You, you, you will be on this podcast that Sunday night after that game. All right, fine. Or to preview the game, you, you have to come on either way. You can't come on if they win or lose. I don't you have to preview the game. Okay, yeah, well, you have to come on either way. You gotta agree. That means I have to watch the Bengals in Week One. I'm not. It'll well, be if Andy Dalton beats the Bengals. I'll be glad to talk about it. Oh, you're two hours behind us, so it'll be you know it'll be eleven o'clock your time. So oh, great. So my neighbors will learn to love me that Sunday. Are you, what, your, do you, what do you have? Townhouse there? A condo? What's got? An apartment. Okay. But no, I'm his parents live above. 
His parents live above him. They'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> my parents hate loud noises at night. They would yeah, probably they're my age. Me. Of course they do. All, All right, right, Sean. Um, we'll get great catch you, man. everybody. We will uh, see you soon. See you week two. We want you to keep climbing those charts, buddy. You can get in that top 50% of that law school. Think, think about writing a recommendation letter for Breach when he goes to law school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right. See you, buddy. All right. We'll take a break. And when we come back, mailbag. Oh, mailbag. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, time for the mailbag. Thank you. This is this is ridiculous. Cheetos underscore Jesus via Apple Podcast says, mailbag. Hey, Benson, what is the texture of the hair plugs you got and what's the average cost? Great pod. Continue the work. Oh, ho, ho. If you uh, leave a five-star review, we literally will answer any question. It's <laughs> true. I love it. I um, love it. Great question, Cheeto Jesus. So credit to uh, Wilson for spreading the lie that I have hair plugs. Uh, I don't I'm know. Go- I am going to Google how much the hair plugs cost, and I'm going to a whole bunch of stuff like all over my Instagram and everything about hair plugs. And my wife's like, you can see on YouTube, these are all natural. We will shave Brenton's head live on this podcast just so we can prove it's not hair plugs. That's the only way we'll believe you, Brenton. I mean, that's the uh, one thing I won't do is shave my head for a bit. Like so that. you do have hair plugs. So when you Google how much the hair plugs cost, uh, there's uh, one of the early ads that come up says payments starting at $50 a month for affordable hair transplants. Well, he won $80,000. So that's Wilson, a lot of money. Why would, I mean, I've had my hair the entire time you've known me. Oh, here we go. The price of hair transplants, I don't know that, will depend largely on the amount of hair you're moving. <laughs> that strikes me as funny for some reason. Wait, how does that work? Do you get hair from like somewhere? Like, are you getting hair from like. Back, I don't know your butt. I don't know. I have no idea. But generally, it ranges from four thousand to fifteen thousand dollars. Breach. This man won eighty thousand dollars. Look at that luscious head of hair he has. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. <laughs> wait, why would um? Wait, so if you're so if our hair is, is it transferred? Like, I feel like you would know if I had back hair or like butt oh, hair on my head. I do know. Like, I don't know if you guys remember this. Like, um, when you were younger, you could see like a when uh, a guy got hair transplants. You could, it almost looked like like cornrows. You know. Not like cornrows to braids, but like corn stalks on someone's head, like going across, like the, where they put the, put the hair in there. And it was quite obvious. And now I, I think it's gotten a lot better. But I don't know a lot about where the hair comes from. It must be your hair. I mean, would other people's hair grow on your head? Because the hair grows, I believe. I have, I have no idea. I've never looked uh-huh. at anything relating to this. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So one system, the surgeon removes six to ten inch strip of skin from the back of your head. They set it aside and sew the scalp closed. And this area is immediately hidden by the hair around it. Wait, wait, wait. They cut your head open and then... No, I think they just... Well, maybe. I'll get pass the... on hair plugs ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that alone proves that I don't have hair plugs. Like, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. So I guess they use your own hair. So they must take a strip of your hair off, squeeze your scalp together, sew it back together, and the hair is already there, covers it up in the back of your head. Nah. Then the surgeon divides the strip of removed scalp into 500 to 2,000 tiny grafts each with an individual hair or just a few hairs. How much time does that take? How much is that person getting paid to, to individually break out the hairs? 
Wait, wait. So then the hair would have to grow out all over the place, right? I think they graft it into little sep- five to 2,000 tiny grafts, and then they put that into your bald spots, as you know. And then that grows once they they put it back into your your brain. <laughs> so you would have to see the hair. The, the you would be it would be obvious that you got hair transplants for quite a while. I think that's how it was. Yeah, you just wouldn't go out in public. Like getting hair transplants during a pandemic would exactly. be the perfect time to do it. Counterpo- I think like counterpoint. Ago- I'm on video with you guys every day. You yeah, you've been wearing a hat for head. And he's worn a hat for like back six four months. Oh, yeah, they get it from the back of your head and put it on the top. And this is called Photoshop. Like Debo does a lot of things. In post production, that's not Photoshop. Photoshop is when you edit images. Okay, well, post production. Oh You're my just gosh! You're up buzzwords and hoping it works. So All right, it, let's it, go it, on. We, we're 33 minutes. You want to keep going on this? I have no. one more thing because I I know this Wilson's is this, usually the one trying to get to the next question. This is confirming my suspicions because there there was a time where he was wearing hats a lot. Within two to three weeks, according to WebMD, afternoon. Just listen, according to WebMD, within two to three weeks after surgery, the transplanted hair will fall out. Imagine your horror, Brinson, when your hair fell out. He's like, oh, I have all this new hair. And then you look like me. But you should start to notice growth, new growth within, within a few months. That's the hat. That's why you wore the hat. No, I wear the answers a lot of questions. What's that? I wear the hat because I don't shower. I thought you said you wore the hat in the shower to protect the bald hair. I get it. Okay. All right. That's it. Thank you for the question, Cheeto Jesus. That was fantastic. We all learned something about hair plugs. Four thousand to fifteen thousand dollars. Brinson paid for those hair plugs. This is what you want on a Saturday morning is Can hair plug podcast. After thirty minutes with Sean, uh, Dasher five six five six two asks your podcast helps me get ready in the morning. Question: I am sixteen years old. Who who is the most underrated NFL player of all time, and who is the most overrated player of all time? My uh, answer, my overrated player is going to be Brinson, uh, my breaches underrated player. I can go ahead and call that. Andy Dalton? Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I honestly would throw out Phillip Rivers as an under, all-time underrated player. I, I, I overlooked I mean, the most obvious one. No, he's not. Shut up with that. He's not underrated. Uh, here are other candidates. So I was trying to find guys who are top at their top at their uh, you know at their, at their position, but not in the Hall of Fame, obviously. Carson Palmer, Tony Romo, Anquan Bolden. Torrey Holt is a legitimate one. I said Prisco would throw out Fred Taylor and Tony Baselli, and they're actually probably pretty good picks there. Fred Taylor is, if you go down running backs, Fred Taylor is the first guy you get to on the all-time rushing yards leaders who isn't in the Hall of Fame. No, I think Fred Taylor's uh, a good example of a, a underrated He might player. be the most underrated player of all Actually, time. the first person you get to is Frank Gore. But he oh, hasn't. I miss Frank Gore. That was it. Maybe because you were looking at only retired players. I don't think Frank Gore is even underrated. Do we think? I don't. Need, no, I don't think Frank Gore is underrated. But he's still playing. So. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I was wrong. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Frank Gore. But he, I don't think he's underrated. Um. You know what's funny is you mentioning Taylor and Maselli is that I feel like really anyone from the early Jacksonville years you could name because an expansion team people just didn't care about them. Jimmy Smith uh, yep. was a receiver. Jimmy Smith's underrated for sure. He's 24th receiving all time, but I feel like the average NFL fan probably doesn't even know who he is. And you're talking about a top 25 yeah. career receiving yards. And you mentioned Fred Taylor, obviously. Mark Burnell, and, so you count? Yeah, underrated? Burnell. You could, I, anybody, anybody from early Jacksonville. Uh, any other uh, nominations for most underrated? Yeah. What's the guy's name that played with, um, dang it, and I can't. Uh, Gotta give us something. Oh, Jason Taylor's, the, the linebacker that played with Jason Taylor. Oh, Zach Taylor. Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas. He's underrated, I think. I would agree with that. Uh, Zach Taylor is not underrated. <laughs> Zach Taylor is overrated. Uh, actually, uh, I, I was on a plane one time with Zach Thomas, and um, we were. I was flying back from Fort Lauderdale to Raleigh after doing some work down at the CBS offices. And I get on the plane, and I've got my laptop open, and I'm trying to do work. And I'm, you know, you, you know, when you get the armrest, you try and like, you want to make, you know. You try to you try to get command of the armrest, so you make, got it, make an executive decision. Yeah, I'm sitting there like working this mofo's arm as hard as I can, and it won't move. And I'm just like, oh my god! What is-? And I turn to look. I'm like, oh my god, it's Zach Thomas. I was like, I don't know, same thing too. I am like, oh, first of all, I'm not messing with this guy's arm anymore. Uh, and so I go back to work. He's like, hey, you a football writer? Because he saw me like reading stuff on, on it was like on a, on a Sunday or, or Saturday. Or maybe it was on a Friday after the Thursday night game. I was like, yeah, I'm at CBS Sports. He goes, you tell Pete Prisco. That guy's an idiot. Wow, that sounds about right. <laughs> we ended up chatting for a while. His son was uh, visiting to uh, visiting at ECU for a possible uh, a college football gig, and um, really, Wait. really, really nice guy. I w- that's a great call. He's very underrated. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple, and they're all Bengals players. 
but I'll only say them very quickly. Number one, Ken Riley, cornerback uh, for the Bengals. He, you mentioned how Fred Taylor, you go down that list, and he's high. Ken Riley has the fifth most interceptions in NFL history, not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't know why, because everybody else in the top eight is in the Hall of Fame except for him. And then number two, Ken Anderson, Bengals quarterback, 1981 NFL MVP, uh, led the NFL in passing yards twice, led, had the highest quarterback rating in the NFL four times, which I think is the most ever of any quarterback, or it's up there, and then was top five in touchdown passes five times. Last one, Corey Dillon. Even though he left and went to the Patriots and won a Super Bowl, he's kind of like the Fred Taylor that's argument. Good, that's actually a good answer. Corey Dillon is, uh, I believe, Ooh. right below Fred Taylor in the rushing yards list. Yeah, they are right, right there together. Uh, and he also had one of the highest single season games. He ran for like 290 yards. He held the single season or single game rushing record for a while until I think Jamal Lewis of the Ravens broke it, maybe in like 2000 or the Browns. Somebody. 2003, Jamal Lewis ran for over 2,000 yards. Yeah, Jamal Lewis in 2003 had a 295-yard game, but Dylan set the record with 278 in 2000, and then Lewis broke it, and then Adrian Peterson broke that. Oh, you know who else? Uh, I can't believe I'm going to do this. You might already be planning to do this. Chad Ochocinco. Yeah? Is he underrated? I think so. I don't know. I think he's fam- He's He's very famous, but I think his actual football career is probably underrated. He was famous when he was playing. And he was because awesome. he was so good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's underrated. Like I would say, eh. T.J. Houston's idol was underrated during that time, but he never. He wasn't the. He didn't have the longevity of, of yeah. Chad Ochocinco or obviously T.O. when he played with the Bengals. Yeah. So basically, it sounds like underrated players come from teams that people don't like, or or that don't <laughs> have big national followings. Yeah. No. That. That. I mean. Yeah. Name a Dallas Cowboys player who's underrated. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you're a Steelers player, right? They're all properly overrated. Uh, yeah, look, I, I would say like Heinz Ward is underrated, but I, you know, that's I was just because Heinz Ward is overrated. Yeah, there you go, exactly. Uh, Debo, any Eagles you want to throw in here? I know Donovan going to have your itching to put, toss up there. Is Donovan underrated? Oh, Debo here. Doing, uh, might be doing something else right now. Freddie Mitchell. Princeton's talking to himself, asking Debo these questions. Freddie, is it Fred? Who is it that's running through the okra patch? Is that Freddie Mitchell? <laughs> No, that was Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot. Oh, yeah. Fred Smoot, yeah. Captain Smoot. Oh, uh, I would say that Dante Culpepper is underrated. Mm. I don't know if he's overrated. I think he's rated rated just about right. And maybe he just didn't, yeah. I, I actually think that this is kind of crazy, but I think you can make a case that Drew Brees is underrated. That is that is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Just relative to his peers. He didn't get mentioned with Manning and Brady. He holds a current record for most passing yards. I mean, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm just saying. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think if you're a first ballot Hall, Hall of Famer, you're not underrated. Exactly. Okay. That's all right. right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you can be overrated if you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think Emmett Smith is overrated. <laughs> Cold lotion. Oh, my God. Cowboys Nation is going to hate Brenton. I don't want to be around for that. That's fine. Uh, okay. Let's go through the list. Like, I would take Barry Sanders, LT, Marshall Falk, Jim Brown. Marshall Falk, you take over Emmett? And Walter Payton over Emmett Smith. Okay. That's your prerogative. I don't think I wouldn't know if I called Emmett Smith overrated. Um, I'm going through the list here about overrated. Uh uh, my guy, Princeton with Emmett Smith. I'm going with Joe Namath. Uh, that's good. That's good. That's good. It is you take Super Bowl that's three good. out, and literally I'm not even sure what is left of his career. I mean, this is a guy who threw he threw 173 touchdowns back in the day. He threw 47 more interceptions than he did touchdowns in his career. Think and what's his that. career completion percentage? It's not high. You have that in front of you? Uh, it is 50.1. That's his career com- completion percentage in the NFL? Which is not even <laughs> great for all, back in the day. barely wow. more passing yards than Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr. Yeah, but that I mean, the errors are different. He, had, I mean, he, he was in the top five in most interceptions thrown five times. Oh yeah, okay. Well, that that's that's pretty good. He is handsome, a handsome devil. But I mean, handsome and the guarantee—that's that's how the he guarantee got is what got him in, right? Oh yeah, and the fur coat. I mean, it's huge. He is one of the biggest upsets in NFL history. So you got to give him that. Right. But I'm not sure he should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's much more fitting than and than Princeton 
pooping all over Emmett Smith. That's just I mean, I'm just saying that Emmett Smith is probably like the fifth best running back of all time. In fact, I think you could argue that Troy Aikman's probably overrated. No. Why not? Yeah, why? He won three Super Bowls. I mean, again, it's the Cowboys won three Super Bowls because Jimmy was still this incredible offensive line. The team was one in fifteen his first year. Yeah, both it, their it, first. It's Troy Aikman is because of Jimmy Johnson. Okay, well, someone had to throw the football. Right. I mean, Troy Aikman's stats are not that great. He's considered one of you know one of the greatest. Again, he played in the eighties and nineties. Right. Yeah, Troy Aikman or Dan Marino? No, Dan Marino. There's Ken Riley. I'm looking at the uh, career uh, average valuations. That what it's called on pro. Uh, Eli Manning overrated too. Yeah, I mean. The thing is, though, I think he's only overrated by Giants fans. Like, I feel like everyone else, including yeah. the media, is like, eh, okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right, right place, right time. Great guy, but let's be real. Is Matthew Stafford overrated or underrated? He's overrated by you, but everyone else, I think, otherwise views him in the proper context. Okay, that's fair. I like him. I just don't, I mean, you know, come on. Don't like him as much as I do? Yeah. Uh, oh, Wilson, let me ask you this. How many times do you think Troy Aikman finished in the top five in passing yards. Clearly the answer is never. Wrong. The answer is one. <laughs> uh, How many right. times do you think he finished in the top five in touchdown passes? Clearly the answer is one. The answer is one. There oh. you go. <laughs> so I, I, I agree. I'm not saying that's I agree with Brenton, but I'm I agree. I'm clapping on Troy Aikman. I, I just think, think that Aikman, out of Aikman and Smith, Aikman would be the more overrated one. If I had to pick one of them. Yeah. I mean, career, 61.5% completion percentage. And yes, different error and all that. You all right, Wilson? I think a, something bit me in my foot. <laughs> oh, my. Was it one of those spiders that was in my basement? I don't know how it could have been. I was freaking out. Uh, I actually I think I had a spider in my shoe the other day. And it bit me like four times in the leg. It hurt. How are you alive? Are you Spider-Man? Yeah, I am. How slow are you that you can't get a spider off after the third bite? I didn't realize it until I was just like swatting my leg. Um, okay, let's move on to the next question. That's a great question, though. Mailbag, great podcast from enthusiast informed hosts that have the analytics to back up their takes. All right, cool. Excited to see the Finley tattoo after so many months of talking about it. <laughs> That's actually somebody we snuck a tattoo artist into Wilson's uh, room, just jab him slowly with needles. Thanks to the Bud Light Citrus Pack tip. Amazing stuff there. I have two questions. One, do you see the NFL possibly looking into a minor league, potentially extending an olive branch to XFL for NFL teams to have a farm team to pick from that could be in addition to replacing a practice squad? Two, what are the chances that the entire NFC West makes the playoff this year? Is that a bet Brinson would lay some hard-earned cash on? Uh, Breach or Wilson, do you have a take on question one? So my thing is this. I, I think we've sort of talked about this before, but um, the minor leagues is basically the SEC, the PAC, whatever the new conference is going to be with the other teams remaining. So it's not like they don't have a, a, a way to see how good these guys are. Whereas in the major league baseball and even the NBA, they have these sort of feeder systems. Although college, I guess, serves in some regard as a feeder system. And I think the other thing is like, if it ain't making money, the NFL ain't going to do it. Like the owners ain't going to be down with that. And they're not, they're, they don't throw olive branches. Well, that's the key. There's no reason for them to fund it when you have college football feeding them for free. Uh, yeah, so I would be shocked if the NFL even tried to buy another league. You know, like if XFL was successful, I don't even think the NFL would try and buy it because it's not even a feeder system. It's where players who are already professional go when they're not good enough for the NFL usually. And, you know, five or six of them end up back in the NFL, but it's not a big enough number for the NFL to think about buying the league. So I, I would highly doubt this ever happens. I, I would tend to... Tend to agree with that. Sorry. What's the other question? The other question is, would I bet the entire a NFC West to make the playoffs this year? So I looked it up. Yeah, what are the odds for all these teams? Well, so if you take the the Cardinals are plus 130, and then the Rams and the 49ers are like minus 190, and the Seahawks are minus 130 to all to make the playoffs. If you do a parlay with all those teams, it's nine nine a little under nine and a half to one. A hundred dollars would make you nine hundred forty dollars and some change. I don't think I would make that bet. No, 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 no. I think I would need 20 to 1 odds to do it because if the Seahawks, because remember, those are individual odds for each one. If the Seahawks are, if it, if any of these teams make the playoffs, like if the Seahawks make the playoffs, it reduces the Cardinals number where it would be bigger because there's one less playoff spot. And so, you know, there's, there's only one way all four can make it. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's not, you know, there's not 
going to be extra spots. It, it, it involves – so the competition is the Saint, the Vikings, and, um, yeah, I guess the okay, Washington Cowboys and Eagles, if you want, or Giants. Yeah. So I don't – I think it would be a bold prediction. I don't think I would make that bet. Do you see who sent the – who wrote the note, which is hilarious. Oh, oh yeah. The, the whoever sent the notes. Cowboys have a path to nine wins. The Cowboys have a path to nine wins. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> what about? Do, uh, can you? I am against this. I wouldn't bet on it. I, I don't think the Cardinals are going. Right. I agree with that. What's the three-team parlay out of the NFC West? Can you do that? So you can't actually parlay it on the site that I was looking at it. Because three um, teams, I feel like it might it might be like four to one, three to one. So you want no Cardinals? Yeah. All right. Let me look at this. Uh, NFL season futures. Because I feel like their season. There's a good chance that those three teams make it. Oh, NFL season wins. Let's see. All right. So no Cardinals. So we're gonna go Seahawks. Oh crap! That's not what I want. I want player prop. I want playoff props. Uh, so we got Seahawks minus one thirty. 49ers minus 185, Rams minus 190. Second, I've got to do a lay calculator. My God. Why? Well, I, I, I can't parlay, parlay it on the site. So minus 190, minus 185, and minus 130, right? Just talk for a second while I. Minus 190, minus. Three, it pays. Uh, $100 would pay $312. Oh, I, was, I said between three and four, I think, right? But I think your odds would need to be higher again because when, if one, you know, like, remember, you're taking away spots for, like, you know, like the Rams are minus 190 to make the playoffs, but once the 49ers make the playoffs, the Rams' odds actually get worse. And the Seahawks, vice versa. So I think it would need to be like seven to one to have those three make it. Oh, I actually like that a lot more than nine to one. Maybe five four? to one. Maybe five to one. Yeah, or you just wait until like week four, the Seahawks play the 49ers. The loser's odds is going to go down because they lost. And then you could parlay it. Yeah, I don't think the odds aren't good enough to do it right now. Yeah, probably not taking it is, is what I'm saying. But I do think three of the, those three teams will make the playoffs. I tend to agree with that as well. All right. Okay, let's dunk on me one more time, I suppose. Um, <laughs> if, of course, if you have a uh, uh, 40, you want to do, well, it's two 40 time questions. I guess we'll get to those in 50 minutes. Uh, somebody left a Winston Salem uh, uh, podcast review. Go to uh, the Diamondback, best spot in Winston Salem. Somebody said that we'll, we'll address the, the Winston Salem question, but I'm just saying go to the Diamondback if you just moved to Winston Salem. Delicious food. Also, Hero House. Not open on Sundays, but my goodness, their subs are incredible. And uh, I'm trying to think there's another good restaurant that I would go to. But I'll figure it out later. The Meridian's very good. Sir, this is not a Wendy's. 40 times. If Will Brinson ran a sub five second 40-yard dash at any age, I would get a pick six tattoo. He said it was recorded. Hand time, question mark. Yes. So it should be around somewhere. I would think he would frame it. It was a good athlete. I was a good athlete. I played for... Semi-pro football in Portland, Oregon, and we had two players who could break five seconds. Thank you. They're both former Division One players. Thank you. There is no way in God's green earth Princeton did it. I doubt he could even do it on a bicycle. You <laughs> <laughs> probably entertaining and informative work. Devo three four five. Devo three four five five. Oh, oh, what a- <laughs> I mean, that's the reality. Thank oh, you, wait, Devo. There's more. Oh, I'll beat your 40 holding a 40 everyday <laughs> listener. This is Mark's well, silver hammer, everyday listener, part-time heckler. Love you guys. in the natural banner that erupts between Debo's well thought out show sheet. As far as Brinson running a sub second, sub five second 40, maybe his agent is, is, is holding the stopwatch. Maybe, but I challenge you to a duel. I will run a 40 holding a 40 ounce beer. And you will can run unencumbered who wins. Oh, I don't know. Mark's well, silver hammer, what he looks like. I don't know if he has both his legs. I am taking Markswell. All my money's on Markswell. Right. Yeah, I would require some training, even with the 40 situation. I love the fact that he will beat you with a 40 to say, and he's not even hesitating. Respectful. We forgot to ask Sean about that. He would have loved that. Oh, we should have brought up the 40. That is. Wait, Brinson, would you say you ran it in? 496. Uh huh. Uh, So it's just barely sub five. Yes, that's why it was surprising. 
It was. I didn't run like a four seven. How, how old were you? Uh, it was probably two thousand. It does not matter. Breach fourteen. Pick an age. Two thousand fourteen. Yes, thank you. What do you think you would run if you went out right now? Right six, now, probably six like six two seven five. There's no way he ran a four nine six. I don't want to go over this again. These Rich Eisen ran a five point nine eight in twenty twenty in a suit, and he's ten he, years older than he's me. Paying for it. So you think you could get to five and a half? Uh, if I had time to train, yes. Do you think no, this you, guy you was holding a 40, probably drinking the 40 during the race, could beat you? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I will take the guy who's holding the 40, I think. You're not running a 5-5-40. Stop it. I didn't say I would run a 5-5-40. I just think I beat a guy holding a 40. Breach just asked you if you could run a 5-5. You said if I trained. Oh, uh, I need a while to train. <laughs> I, need a while. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not like, I, I love that this is what get, gets beat on. But what was Breach's marathon time? Well, we beat, we beat on him pretty good for that. Three and, and a half just, hours. That, that is, is the equivalent of running like a six second 40. <laughs> it's the equivalent of a four, nine, six 40 in your mid thirties. Get out of no, here. He said he claimed he I was 21. You're training. Said he showed up with zero training and zero. ran a marathon in three and a half hours. That's way harder and way less weeks. likely. Six weeks of training. Oh, that's an usually people train for like three months. I had six weeks. Or people train for like six months. Yeah. Okay. Both <laughs> you guys are liars. For many, for many first-time half marathon runners, simply finishing the race is a good result. For others, beating the two-hour mark of a half marathon is their idea of a good marathon time. Come on. I was 20 years old and in good shape. You just said you were 21. Which was it? 20. It's a liar. All right, let's move on. This is, I can't, I can't do it. Brenton, right should now. that be the poll on your uh, tweet? What is more likely, Breach running a three and a half hour marathon or me running a sub five second 40 yard dash? Or don't even put sub five second, put four point Average marathon six. time by gender. Men's average marathon time. What do you think a men's average marathon time is? I'm looking at marathonhandbook.com. Probably like four, four hours and four five and a half. Minutes. Four hours and 10 minutes. And Breach claims go. he ran a marathon in three and a half after pounding Bud Light all night in Cincinnati and just rolling out there, like stretching for a couple of minutes. This is the, this is, that is the crime that you're focusing on my 40 time, which is videotaped and cataloged at CBS Sports with current colleagues of ours instead of worrying about this lie of a, four, of a, of a marathon that Breach had. Two lies don't make a right. I just made got you there, but he also got me. <laughs> All right, let's go. You guys are both on crack. Let's go. Okay. Both are as equal. Uh, both are equally unlikely. Well, you know, it's funny because Rich Eisen ran 40s. You know who he raised money for when he runs those 40s? St. Jude's. St. Jude's. There's your segue, Brenton. Oh, that, that, that is a great segue. You're right. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to bring on a good call. I was sort of checking Jeez. out. Well, the, uh, we're bringing on Rob Thomas, uh, big pod, big time podcast listener, big time charity fan who donated to St. Jude's uh, to get a podcast appearance and actually to drag Sean onto here. So thanks for yeah. uh, thanks thanks Rob for doing what we probably should have done weeks or months ago, which is check in on Sean to see how he's doing and uh, appreciate your generosity and, and for joining us tonight. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah. I do want to point out that Rob is a Bengals fan and we talked to him earlier. He has since turned his Bengals hat around <laughs> because he is ashamed of what John Breach fully embraces every day of his life. But also Bengals fans are very generous because we have nothing else going on in our lives. We cheer for a team <laughs> that loses all the time. So you just want just this, this little taste of what fun is like. And so that's what you do. Just you jump on the podcast. Yeah. Well, also, you know, it's a mailbag podcast. So if you have an actual mailbag question that you wanted to ask in person, you could, uh, you could potentially do that, I suppose. Oh, no, I do. So uh, running back question. So LT uh, is the last running back uh, hall of fame. 2011 is the last time he played. So from, from 2011 on who, who played in 2011 until now. So 10 years, who's the next, um, Hall of Fame running back. Adrian Peterson. Well, he was drafted in 07. Oh, you're saying, oh, are you saying dra- who played from 2000? Oh, you're saying since LT retired. Okay. So who, who got in in 2011? No, uh, who get, who, who's the next Hall of Fame running back to get in? Yeah. So it, 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 they had to have been playing or retired after 2011. Okay. I got you. I got you. Let me look at this. That's. Well, this definitely Adrian Peterson. He's going to get in. Yeah. You know what? I, if Le'Veon Bell didn't go crazy, 
he felt like he was on that track, but clearly that track has gone off the rails. I mean, we talk about Antonio Brown as a wide receiver, and I think that certainly has more traction. But Le'Veon Bell is the first name to come to mind after, like, uh, in terms of the the most recent guys. But, so how much how much longer does does Derrick Henry got to do what he's been doing? I don't like right now. I don't think he's. All right, Derrick Henry has less rushing yards than Lamar Miller, which is like crazy to think about. Is that true? Are you looking at the right? I'm right on the all time leaderboard. But but huh. if Derrick Henry runs for two thousand yards this year, which seventeen games, so it's completely possible that he does it again, that will vault him up. He's at number one hundred exactly. Rushing for two thousand yards will vault him up to number fifty four. So it's one big season vaults him up almost in the top 50, two big seasons vaults him up almost into the top 30. And that's just two more years. So I feel like if Derrick Henry plays four or five more years where he's averaging over 1500 yards a year, then he gets in. I think that that is a good call. I mean, you have to go pretty far. It is, it is pretty crazy. So like we consider Dalvin cook a really good running back, right? Like a, like a, like an incredible running back. I mean, he has less rushing yards than Bilal Powell. Like, that's that's crazy. You know, he has less rushing yards than Giovanni Bernard and Isaiah Crowell. Uh, it's it's so hard. I, I do think that Derek – I think Derek Henry or Christian McCaffrey stand a chance because you have to have these transcendent seasons, you know, sort of like a Terrell Davis, and some of these guys will need – Derek Henry has epic postseason moments too. That helps him in a big way. I think I mean we agree that Peterson is easily going to get in, but God, I mean they're you know Todd Gurley was on the track and just Zeke Elliott. Well, I was going to say you know what's funny is Zeke Elliott is somebody everybody forgets about because he's been kind of crapped on the past two years because of all his fumbles. But he, you know, him and Derrick Henry drafted in the same year, and he's got 500 more career rushing yards than Zeke's at 77th overall. If he had a so if he has a let's say Zeke has a 1500 yard season, God, it's only moves up to like Antoine Smith in Kurt Warner with a C territory. What about Marshawn Lynch? Is he in? 78. That would move up 78. Um, uh, I don't think Marshawn. He's quake. Does he no. quake it in? Rob, would you put Marshawn Lynch in the hall of fame? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I so- like for the, he's got some, I mean, the beast quake, he's got the, they won a super bowl. That should, should they have? Okay. I think Adrian Peterson, did you guys say Frank Gore? Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson will get in, I think. And then after that, your next candidate's like LaShawn McCoy and, and, and Beast Mode. So guys well, that played from 2000 to 2011, there's like seven running backs, Thurman Thomas, LT, those guys. Do you think in this 10-year period from 11 to uh, 2021, seven running backs get in the no Hall of Fame? No chance. I don't know who's left on the list that has, hasn't gotten in. Well, and because the NFL is going to more of a running back by committee, so it's not easy to put up huge numbers like, you know, the Thurman Thomases, the Emmett Smiths, when they were the bell cow and they were getting the ball, you know, three downs. They were getting the ball all the time. So that just, you know, like maybe Nick Chubb or, or someone playing now like that who's getting the ball all the time for a good team. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be hard to get that many running backs. It, it's crazy. We might not see after Adrian Peterson – Running back's gonna be a little dicey. I think Derrick Henry's a good call. Yep. But he needs he's gonna have to have three or more seasons of so if he does four seasons of fifteen hundred, that's six thousand. That that gets him in. But if you're a running back, you're just getting beat up all the time. So that's eleven thousand eight hundred sixty, which would put him uh in fact that would in fact that would put him right in between Thurman Thomas, who is the cutoff line between Thurman Thomas and Fred Taylor. So that's that's kind of that's a good call, Breach. That's exactly what Derrick Henry needs. If he does if he does that, he will probably get in because two, you know two epic two thousand yard season and just these moments where he's just like obliterating people on these runs. So Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, Derrick Henry, and Najee Harris. Okay, we can all agree. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Mixon, yeah, Joe Mixon. Corey Dillon. It is crazy that Cam Newton's twelfth, Russell Wilson's seventeenth, and Lamar is where's Lamar? I just saw his name. He's 36 among active rushers right now. Of the seven people who have rushed for 2,000 yards in a season, which is what Derrick Henry did last year, four of them are in the Hall of Fame. Two of them are, Five is Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, Derrick Henry. Jamal Lewis is Jamal not Jamal Lewis is the guy who is not in. Oh, Chris Johnson, so there's eight. Yeah. So four, four out of eight are in, and then Chris Johnson and Jamal Lewis are the two that won't make it. Well, and Jamal Lewis did finish with 10,607 rushing yards, but also went to prison, which you're not supposed to count, but they do anyway. 
Uh, yeah. And then Chris Johnson didn't even crack 10,000 yards. You know, he's right there with Sean Alexander as a guy who, you know, you, you could say it's close, but just eh, didn't really do it. Um, all right. Rob, Ryan's going to kill me because he's got to pee if we don't get out of here. Uh, any, 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 uh, uh, anything you want to, whether you want to plug the pick six, uh, pick six podcast, uh, uh, page on Twitter or, uh, or you have a, a, a favorite moment from the show you want to talk about or, you know, anything. <laughs> or your, or you your favorite Bengals moment ever. ever. Uh, yeah, you can at pick six pack, uh, on Twitter, uh, is, follow. The, is the, is the pick six, uh, the Twitter page, uh, fan group, uh, favorite episode of the show is, is definitely the, uh, uh, Wilson and uh, Brinson dunking on Sean about the um, Mahomes and the Tom Brady uh, AFC championship game. Uh, and uh, favorite Bengals moment was that almost playoff, which is almost the, which is also the worst uh, um, moment. So the, the ups and downs of that almost simultaneously playoff. the best moment and the worst moment, best and worst moment. Okay. Couldn't no way they could have lost. No way. And it's the Steelers Bengals game, right? The 2015 yeah. playoff game. It's correct. Yeah. That was an all time. That was a lot of page use because that would, that, there was just so much fallout from that. Like all those insane moments that happened in that game. And uh, that it happened to the Bengals. Obviously, Rob, we don't like that it happened to you, but uh, it happened. We to like my- that it happened to Breach. That's actually the day I stopped being friends with Wilson. So we're now going on what, six years, I think, of not being friends. Looking at the calendar, six years oh. of working, six years of working together and hating someone. Now you know how it's like for everyone who works with me. <laughs> no. So here's the thing: like I was riding a ton back then, and Breach was indisposed. Rob heard the story of how Breach was crying in the hotel room while this game unfolded. I'm looking at <laughs> headlines from back then, January 11, 2016. Here's the headline that Wilson put out there: Joey Porter wasn't the only coach on the field during Steelers Bengals. <laughs> so there must have been some some uh, blaming other people. That's know, classic right? Wilson. That is that is classic. Oh man, uh, I got me some hate there. Joey Porter and the Bengals have hated each other for ten years. January tenth, twenty seven. Well, I pulled a breach and just put out, pumped out a bunch of nonsense content. <laughs> Ban- <laughs> was it two thousand? What two thousand ten? Two thousand sixteen. But they hated yeah. each other for ten years. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was trying to see what I had written about that, but I got nothing. I can't find anything. Um, all right. We got an hour under the belt for a little Saturday mailbag. Good for the people who like to mow the lawns, as, as Rob likes to listen to on this uh, Saturday podcast. Rob, thank you again for your generosity. Yeah, shout out to Rob, absolutely. Yeah, and for, and for more importantly, getting us in touch with uh, Sean, who we hadn't talked to in in several months. We probably would have gone another. Well, we a week. We probably would have gone to week two without actually speaking to Sean and checking in on him, even though he was our uh, podcast cohort for several years. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Let me do this. Breach, are you trying to say something or are you freezing? No, I was just going to say thanks to Rob. I'm glad that Bengals fans, a Bengals fan came up here. It makes me feel a lot better about life that you're not a Steelers fan and not a Panthers fan. Uh, And it was awesome to have you on here, man. Bengals fans showed out in a big way for the the St. Jude's thing. Yeah, we do. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, that's right. And by Uh, the way, uh, I like I like Rob as a Bengals fan, but I don't like Breach. So that was that was a winner. <laughs> yeah, by, by far. <laughs> oh, he missed! He missed! Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a <laughs> muscle, and there is complete elation. It never pulled. <laughs> uh, That's one of the games that the Bengals should have won. I don't, oh, goodness gracious! Too many dunks. Too many. Too many times. Uh, Rob, thanks again, buddy. CBS Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.